It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there wherever you might be. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to cover ahead on today's podcast. Catching up with BYU men's basketball. What are the chances they will play games this weekend after having their games last week postponed? Mark Pope spoke to the media yesterday. We'll let you hear his comments on that very fact. We'll also talk about BYU football. Our position group debriefings continue. Today we're going to talk about special teams. Yeah, we're taking a break away from the offense and defensive side of the football. We're going to go to the third phase of the game and talk about BYU specialists and, of course, We'll catch up on the other news and notes involved in BYU athletics before we round things out. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a business. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for special New Year's financing on the number one cloud financial system for growing businesses. That is our friends over at NetSuite. All right, without further ado, though, here on this hump day, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 5th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder for you guys. If you have not done so already, please leave us a rating and review. Trying to continue to see those ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, where according to our metrics, the vast majority of you still listen to this podcast. Drop us that five-star rating as well as a comment or two what you like about the show or suggestions you have to improve the show. And I appreciate your guys' support and your continued patronage of this podcast. All right, let's get going here on today's show. And obviously, we are looking forward to BYU men's basketball retaking the court at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. They are scheduled to take on Pacific tomorrow evening down there at the Marriott Center. And all things look good as of recording of this podcast. And pulling back the curtain a little bit, a lot of times I'm recording these podcasts, actually the vast majority of the time I record them the night before they drop at midnight mountain time. So those of you on the East Coast, it's 2 a.m. mountain time, 11 p.m. for those of you on the West Coast. And Hawaii was at 8 o'clock for you guys out there in the islands. You guys can do the math on that. But nonetheless, I typically record these the night before. And as of Tuesday night... BYU is on track to play Pacific, and that is the sincere hope that they can get that game in. Mark Pope uh, spoke to the media yesterday, and he is as adamant as I have ever heard him about making sure that everything is buttoned up when it comes to his team having an opportunity to play because he is sick and tired, and you'll hear him talk about this here in a moment, of getting guys ready to play a game only to tell them seemingly minutes before that, hey, this game's off, or hours before that they're not traveling. It's just it it is not a fun thing for a coach to do to tell your guys we've done all this preparation we've all this preparation we've done all this work and now 
you're not going to get the payoff of actually playing in that game. Well, the good news is it looks like Pacific is on track to come to Provo to play that game. Stay tuned later on in today's podcast. We're going to reveal how you guys can win a pair of tickets from us here on Locked On Cougars to that game. But Mark Pope, let's start off here. He talked about what he has been doing in terms of communicating with both Pacific's coaching staff and as you hear him talk about right up front here with St. Mary's coaching staff because St. Mary's is expected to come to Provo on Saturday night for a highly publicized ESPN showdown between the Gales and the Cougars. But the bad news is St. Mary's, they had their game on Thursday already nixed due to COVID-19 concerns inside the St. Mary's program. So here you go. Here's Mark Pope on speaking with the coaches that he's, of course, affiliated with here in the West Coast Conference and what he is doing with regards to preparation for these games and what his staff is doing to make sure that they stay on top of everything, the ever-evolving landscape that is college basketball right now. You know, I talked to I talked to Randy this morning. I talked to Randy yesterday. I, we exchanged messages over the weekend. Uh, we've uh, talked to Pacific every single day, um, and then you always had all the background noise about like you're always trying to project what if. You know, my what I'm hoping we can avoid is I'm hoping we can avoid as many full installs where we lose a game, right? So that's why I've been driving my staff crazy about like, hey, I need hourly updates because in fact I had um, Rob Ramos reach out to the respective trainers today because I didn't want to start an install or, or yesterday I didn't want to start an install yesterday in practice uh, if if there was any news that we were going to lose a game. I just think that's emotionally draining on the guys. We went through that at least four times last year, right? Where we did a full install and then lost the game. And um, so, um, so I actually told Rob, I'm like, okay, it, we practiced it too. I need a report back from the other two trainers at one, just the best, most current recent information they have. And um, so it's, it just turns into daily conversations uh, with the guys that you're on your schedule and the guys that prospectively could jump onto the schedule. And we're looking for some clarification from the league. Uh, you know, we don't have any extra games in our pocket. I'd like to have one or two. So, um, meaning we don't have any games available to us out of conference. We've already maxed out at 15. And so hopefully they'll give us that flexibility. But right now, with the games we have scheduled, we're talking every day. I think this is a great plan that Mark Pope has kind of implemented here. He's got Rob Ramos, the head trainer, speaking with the trainers at both Pacific and St. Mary's, literally checking almost seemingly minute to minute on how things are going. And obviously, there are hundreds of basketball programs out there who have been affected due to COVID. To have all 17 West Coast Conference games postponed last weekend was just insane. But it's kind of where we stand right now in the middle of this pandemic. And I'm not here to make any political grandstand or to say anything with regards to that. The, the, the simple concern I have is I want to see BYU playing sports. That is my chief concern. It's what pays my paycheck, folks. I work in sports radio. I work in sports media in my day job. I need to have BYU playing games. I think Mark Pope, he understands that, and it sounds like he and his staff are doing everything, and I mean everything within their power, to get these games being played. And you heard him also talk out there, he's hoping for some flexibility from the conference, speaking of the West Coast Conference, with regards to potential scheduling. Uh, Thursday, some of you may have seen it, uh, USF San Francisco, a member of the West Coast Conference, will be actually taking on Loyola of Chicago, two very highly thought of mid-major programs. They're squaring off in Salt Lake 
City. They're going to play at Salt Lake Community College in a non-conference showdown that's put together on three days' notice. Both of these programs have the flexibility because they've had games canceled and all of that stuff. Well, Julie Jag from the Salt Lake Tribune was on the call yesterday and actually had a very good back and forth with Mark Pope that I want you guys to hear that explains why BYU currently is not able to do what USF and Loyola of Chicago have done and the hope is that at some point down the road the West Coast Conference will relent and allow BYU to have that flexibility. Here you go. USF and um, Loyola Chicago are going to come and play at Salt Lake Community College. Kind of when do you, I mean at what point would BYU start pursuing like a game like that, kind of a non-conference game. And and when do you start putting those machinations in place to find a place and an opponent and whatnot? Well, what we're hoping, so right now we don't have any spare games. So what that means is we're, you know, our league schedule is 16 games and we're allowed to play 31 total if you play a, t- a full MTE. And so we played 15 non-conference. We have 16, uh, conference game. So we don't have any flexibility. What we're hoping is that the league, because there's no way we're going to be able to play a full schedule. Um, like I said, there's, there's teams that are already going to be four games behind. Right. And so um, what I'm hoping is the league will give us flexibility where if you lose a game, like uh, we lost the Portland game where they'll give us the flexibility to either try and reschedule that or, or keep that game in the hopper and maybe get something out of conference. So we'll see, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what the league decides, but that would be our only avenue towards getting creative with our, with our schedule. Um, I think it could be really good for our league uh, if there was some flexibility. Um, I, I think that uh, if it was something that we did where, you know, um, you know, the team that was canceled on, for example, we were canceled on. Uh, if we give those teams the flexibility, I think it could be really positive. But we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of things to consider um, as that goes forward. But until that happens, we're stuck. When do you expect to hear from the league? Have you, have you asked? Yeah, so uh, I know they're having conversations every single day. Um, you know, I've been having conversations with Tom. And, um, and so, you know, I, I think they're probably what's going to happen is they'll give us some direction now. And there's a good chance that direction changes in two weeks is we see how things go, right? We're kind of back in that mold where the guidelines will probably change consistently as we go through the season. And sorry, one more question, if you don't mind, but how, like at one point, do you start to kind of start wringing your hands as games stack up as cancellations happen because of COVID? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think essentially, I think it was, uh, you know, without even saying anything, I think our guys were a little bit, I think it was emotional for them. Um, you know, we found out, I don't know, we found out Portland was getting canceled Tuesday, maybe. And, um, and, and the guys didn't say anything, but it just felt like it felt like the air left the building. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, I do, I, we, we have walked down this path before as well as everybody in college basketball, we've done it really successfully. So we're confident that we can do it. We're just excited. That it looks like right now that we got two games this week and that's great. And that means we'll only be one game down in schedule. And, and if, 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 if it stays that way for the season, we'll be super excited. And there's a chance it does. There, there's actually a chance, um, that, that we get through the rest of the season relatively unscathed. So we're hoping for that. Look, if they can get through the season unscathed and play essentially the rest of their games without any further interruptions, 
man, that's great. I'd tip my cap to BYU because you heard uh, Coach Pope reference the fact that there are going to be West Coast Conference programs who don't play a full conference slate, and they're going to have to figure out machinations and formulas. I'm sure Ken Pomeroy, who did this for the West Coast Conference last year, will be involved as they try to determine the seeding for the West Coast Conference tournament. But it sounds like BYU is doing their absolute best to make sure they're in an advantageous position regardless of whatever might come. But it sounds like Pope and company, I'm sure there's other coaches in the West Coast Conference who, like BYU, have maxed out the games they have played. As you heard him talk about, they played their full 15 games that they were allowed to play in the non-conference slate. Well, they're probably petitioning to the West Coast Conference. If you're going to continue to have postponements and or cancellations of games, uh, whatever you call it, no contests, let us have the flexibility to play those games. That probably goes a little bit above the conference in some ways. The NCAA probably has to sign off on this, but I would expect that the conferences, the NCAA, all parties involved are going to be very understanding of the circumstances. Well, in theory, they should be, and hopefully work with BYU to find resolutions to allow all these teams to have opportunities to play games if they can schedule them. If they can play games and they're healthy and they check out testing-wise with COVID, there's no reason to stop them from playing the games. That's my simple plea right there, but we'll find out what happens. But the good news is it sounds like everything right now is all systems go for tomorrow night against uh, Pacific for BYU. Saturday night against St. Mary's, that's a pretty risky proposition right now, it sure seems like. But we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. And as I said, coming up here in just a little bit, give you the little heads up. You guys will want to stay tuned because you'll find out a way that you can go about winning a pair of tickets to watch BYU and Pacific play at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over to the gridiron, talk some BYU football. Our position group debriefings continue. We're talking about the specialist positions, the special teams, kicker, punter, the return game, all of that. We're talking about those guys coming up in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. And of course, it is the new year, my friends, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar in certain circumstances. They make it easier to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars between chalky or waxy or just tastes like a chemical spill. We all want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, okay, this is not worth it, my friends. I'm not sticking with this. But Built Bars, they're here to save the day because you're probably saying, oh, where's that chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they can be the answer for you guys. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugar and calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And right now, you can go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% on your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. They have their own version of a candy bar called the Built Crave Bar. They actually just restocked it. Maybe give that one a shot. It's actually significantly healthier than any uh, candy bar that I have ever seen. So give that a shot. Once again, that's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Start crushing your New Year's resolutions and do it with our friends at Built Bar. 
Hey Cougar fans, this is Jay Catch, of course, here with an incredible app that every one of you who buy gas need to know about. Our friends over at GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents per every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you got to do to take advantage of this is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other great brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE on the GetUpside app. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also encourage you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I am a panelist on that show. And, of course, Josh Neighbors is the main host. Does a great job keeping you apprised of everything going on in the Big 12 conference. Download it for free just like this wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great, great resource to get caught up on everything going on in BYU's new conference home. All right, let's talk a little BYU football now and we've been going back and forth offense and defense today and I was considering what position group I wanted to talk about on today's show and I was going back and forth saying do I want to talk about the safeties? Uh, do I want to talk about defensive ends? Uh, do I want to talk about the offensive tackles? Uh. Then I was like you know what? It's a good time to shake it up. Let's talk about the specialists. Let's talk special teams. Yes, special teams, folks. The third phase of football. Of course, these guys get overlooked many times but I think there was some good and some bad, and some things that need, that need improving in uh, 2022 for BYU, but of course, we're looking back at 2021 for all these positions, so let's start off with the kicking position for BYU. Jake Oldroyd came into 2021 as a guy who was a Lou Groza Award finalist. This is a kid who was one of the finest kickers in the country in 2020. It seemed like the sky was the limit for him, and well, Injury concerns popped back up for him during the 2021 season. The good news was for Jake as he battled through his back injuries and finished the season on a pretty strong note overall. For the season, he made 9 of his 13 field goal attempts. Not as good as he was in 2020 when he made all 13 of his attempts. He was only 69%. His long on the season was a 49-yarder after previously having 54-yard longs in both 2019 and 2020. He also had uh, 10 games played with 61 uh, kickoffs, touchback percentage, 35 of those touchbacks. Actually, not a bad percentage there either. Uh, The thing about Jake is, if his back woes are going to continue, I wonder how long they will hold up for him. Because if you recall, this was, of course, Jake DeMake. He came off the bench cold against Arizona in 2016, made that game-winning kick to beat Arizona there in Phoenix, uh, celebrating wildly with his green cleats. Kicked a couple more games after that, if I recall correctly, and then summarily was lost for the season due to a back injury. This is something that's a long-term deal for him, and the hope is that he can put those things in the rearview mirror for him and he can be that solid kicker that BYU needs in 2022. I thought, all things considered, it was a decent season for him, but if those back issues are going to continue, BYU has to figure out a solution to make sure that they have consistent kicking, because Justin Smith, who came in and filled in for Jake in 2021, 
he was all right and not great, but uh, Justin Smith's issue is his kicks are, come out very, very low. They will get blocked. Uh, he played in four games this year. Uh, I thought had a decent showing for the Cougars kicking. Uh, he had 18 kickoffs, six of them for touchbacks, so not as strong of a leg on kickoffs as Jake Oldroyd. Made two of his three field goal attempts. The one he did miss was blocked. His long on the season was a 40-yard attempt. He made all of his extra point attempts, 11 of them on the season. But the thing is, BYU needs to make sure that Jake Oldroyd is right. If he is right, BYU has a legit weapon, one of the best kickers in the entire country. When he's not right, well, it gets real dicey real quick. One other name in the kicking uh, competition is Cash Peterman. Did not see any action during the 2021 season. Actually, it shows that he did play. Oh, guys, he had two kickoffs. Excuse me. He kicked off against Idaho State twice. So uh, Cash Peterman saw sparing act, played sparingly, had sparingly action. Man, I don't know how to phrase that correctly. But nonetheless, Cash Peterman is a guy who will figure to hopefully challenge for some more playing time this coming spring and on into training camp. But they do have three kickers on the roster. The hope is that Jake the Meg, Jake Oldred, I know he hates that nickname, but it's still a great nickname. Uh, the hope is that he will be the guy moving forward for BYU, and hopefully he can put those back injuries in the rearview mirror. We all know that injuries can linger, and it sounds like this is a longer-term deal for him. Hopefully he can go back to more of what he was in 2020 rather than have the issues he had in 2021. Flipping over to the punter side of things, BYU has no problems. Ryan Rico was an absolute stud. The six foot six, 230-pound sensation. What a legendary season he had. Uh, kicked in all 13 games for BYU. 40 punts, averaging 48.5 yards per kick. Had, of course, the long kick of 83 yards, breaking the single-game record for the longest punt in BYU football history. 16 of his punts were inside the 20. Had 19 of his 40 punts, so nearly 50% of his punts went 50-plus yards. Absolutely incredible performance for Ryan Rico. This is a kid who is going to kick on Sundays. He is going to the NFL. I had a conversation with a former BYU kicker. Some of you might remember the name, Matt Payne. I had a great conversation with him, and he was marveling at just what Ryan Rico can do. And Matt Payne should know. This guy kicked and punted for BYU and was a very highly thought of kicker and punter during his day at BYU. Any of you who remember Matt Payne know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a great conversation with him. It was actually the first time I'd ever spoken with him face-to-face recently, but we were just talking about BYU football, and I just brought up Ryan Rico. I'm like, what do you see from this case? If I had the flexibility that Ryan Rico had, you would have seen me have much better results at BYU. And that's saying something because Matt Payne was just legendary. A big kicker similar to Ryan Rico, uh, speaking of Payne, but he thinks that Ryan Rico he is all that in a bag of chips and I would have a hard time disagreeing. As long as Ryan Rico stays healthy in all honesty, if he has another good year in 2022, he's going to start popping up on NFL draft boards. And I know that doesn't necessarily happen all that often for punters, but when you've got the skill, the size, and just the ability that Ryan Rico does, there are going to be NFL special teams coordinators who are just salivating at the chance to have a guy like that in their program. And he's got some good athleticism to, to him as well. So hopefully he has another good year in 2022, but 2021, I don't know if it could have gone better in terms of uh, the punt game for BYU. Now, other things to note here, a BYU obviously, 
obviously is going to be uh, expecting to have a better year returning the ball next year, both punt returns and kick returns. Hobbs Nyberg figures to reprise his role for the second straight year, excuse me, the third straight year as BYU's primary punt returner. He came on towards the tail end of 2020 to take over the job and was BYU's primary punt returner in 2021. Had a total of 23 punt returns for 221 yards. It's an average of 9.6 yards per return. Had a long of 42 on the season. Um, Hobbs, many of you who are longtime listeners know that I have not been as high on his ability. I do have to say in 2021, he started to turn the corner for me and I'm actually thinking, okay, maybe there's something here. Obviously, they need to have more in terms of the return game because I feel like punt returns, more so than kick returns anymore, are actually more of an opportunity to attack and set up better field position than kick returns. Kick returns, they've tried to legislate uh, those kick returns out of the game, plain and simple. I've talked to Ed Lamb about this on this very podcast. He feels like that's the way it's going. And Caleb Christensen, who figures to be BYU's lead kick returner once again in 2022, he only played in eight games this year and barely got uh, got very, not barely, got very few returns on the season. Teams just are not able to really do what they want to do in the kick return game like they used to be able to do. So I'm hoping that BYU can have a better year in the return game. I think Hobbs Nyberg showed some flashes in 2021 of a guy who is starting to really figure things out. Caleb Christensen, the hope is in 2022, he has a healthy season. He starts to really establish himself as a premier kick returner because this is a kid who has who in high school was one of the best kick returners in Utah high school history. It was a big reason why BYU brought him to Provo. The hope is in 2022 will finally be the payoff year for him. Now the final note on the uh, special team side of things is BYU will go into 2022 with two long snappers once again. BYU split time this past year between Britton Hogan, who was a redshirt sophomore, and Austin Riggs, who was a redshirt freshman. Uh, actually, both of them are technically COVID sophomore for Britton Hogan, COVID freshman for Austin Riggs. They split time both doing PAT snaps, field goal snaps, and also punt snaps. I am of the opinion that BYU needs to settle this position once and for all, figure out which one they rely on or actually uh, think is the better one, and make them the full-time guy. I think similar to other positions on the football field, having a rotating deep snapper is doing nobody any favors. I know that kickers and punters, they like to rely on timing because they just get into a system. They have the snap, hold, kick for a kick returner. With a punter, you get that snap, you take two steps, and you unleash that boot into the leather, and it takes off. I think they need to figure out which deep snapper is going to be their long-term option and then commit to them. That is my only takeaway from 2021. I felt like at times the switching back and forth, it did mess up some timing for BYU. And the hope is in 2022, that is all resolved. So there you go. My analysis of special teams, and let me be very, very clear and explicit up front. I am in no way a special team savant. That's not my specialty in the game of football. But I think the good news is, Punter, elite, kicker, eh, it was okay, not great, but you hope they get back to 2020 with Jake Oldroyd. The return games needs upgrading, and obviously, as I just mentioned, we need to see them settle on a long snapper, a, a singular long snapper. I don't like this rotation they have going on. So there you go, my analysis of the special teams for BYU. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we'll stick with defense. I think we'll talk defensive ends tomorrow, but stay tuned. I reserve the right to make an audible and 
do what I want. All right, coming up in just a minute, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, as well as some news on how you can go about winning a pair of tickets to watch BYU and Pacific square off at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. We'll get to all of that in just a second here. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at NetSuite. Of course, this is a scenario we've been talking about with our friends at NetSuite. You have a putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes, and of course, that's a disaster. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of all of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already are using NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. You heard that right. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. One final timeout on today's show to talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending. Of course, they are a proud local sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars. But there is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. And that is what, of course, Locked On's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has has delivered to hundreds of our fellow Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On founder David Locke. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's not a new company. Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but if you live outside the state, they are licensed to help with, you, with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states nationwide. Wide. They love nothing more than to prove they are the best and help you guys out. Give Steve a call. His number, it's a direct line, is 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. For more information, you can call Steve directly or visit intercaplending.com and tell him the Locked On Cougar sent you when you give him that call, if you don't mind. Of course, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. All right, my friends, before we go here on this Wednesday edition of the podcast, I wanted to talk about something I thought was really neat that I saw on social media yesterday. This came out from multiple reporters. I saw it from Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports, but he put this out. This came via Twitter Sports. Of course, Twitter has its own uh, sports account that monitors trends and everything across the platform. They said the top five most tweeted about college football teams between August 28th and December 9th. So let's just put it this way. The college football regular season, that is what this can prizes up. They were the top five most tweeted about teams. Let's list them in order. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, and you guessed it, Brigham Young University. What a cool 
a group to be a part of for BYU. But that shows the branding power of BYU, the worldwide fan base that BYU has, the love that Cougar fans have for the school, for the program. Of course, thousands of you guys listen to this podcast every day, and the numbers astound me every month when they continue to just to improve. You guys, speaking of Cougar fans, are the diest of diehards, and i got to give you guys mad props. You're going up against the who's who of college football, and you're holding your own, at least on the Twitter sphere, and that's really, really cool to see. So congratulations to all of you. Figure I'd let you put your pat yourself on the back, because that's pretty damn impressive what you guys are doing out there representing BYU, and we all know that there's a certain other fan base here locally in Utah, and they like to tweet about BYU as much as they like to tweet about their own team, and in some cases, more than BYU. I'm not pointing any fingers, and you, you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say necessarily that Utah or Utah State, and you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways, so congratulations to you. Really, really cool thing, and I thought that was worth noting on today's show. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, a chance to win a pair of tickets to watch BYU and Pacific square off in the Marriott Center tomorrow night. Most of you know how we do this. If you're new to the podcast, I have a pair of tickets I have purchased for the podcast. I never use them. I hand them out to the listeners, and I want to reward you guys for listening to this podcast. I don't put this stuff on Twitter. The only way you guys can win these tickets, and the way I know you guys are listeners, is because I only do it on the podcast. You have to listen and know exactly what you need to do to win the tickets. So here is how you're going to go about winning these tickets to the Pacific game for BYU. All right couple of questions for you guys and of course the way to enter this contest is you hear the questions you find the right answers email us locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address you have all the right answers the first person to email them you will win the tickets we'll of course announce the winner on tomorrow's podcast we'll be in touch to get you those tickets you can go enjoy the game there at the marriott center tomorrow night all right first things first what is the worst loss in program history for BYU against Pacific? It is amidst one of the worst seasons, and it is the worst season in BYU men's basketball history that they lost this game to Pacific. What is the worst loss in program history in terms of margin of points lost by for BYU? Also, Pacific in the West Coast Conference era. So since BYU joined the West Coast Conference in 2011, how many times has Pacific won in Provo? How many times in the series history has BYU lost Pacific at the Marriott Center? And then the final question, the third question, there's three questions in all. The last time BYU lost to Pacific overall was when and what was the score? So there you go. Question number one, the worst loss in program history for BYU against Pacific was when and what was the score, if you want to put it in there. Number two, how many times has BYU lost to Pacific in Provo in the West Coast Conference era? And then third, when is the most recent loss for BYU to the Pacific Tigers and what was the score in that contest? First person email locked on BYU at gmail.com with the correct answers. You will win those tickets and be on your way to the Marriott Center tomorrow night. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. A big thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. Love talking with you guys every single day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day and want to encourage you guys now to get over making make your second listen locked on. Bet your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Of course, it is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms just like this one. All right, that'll do it. Have a good one, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 5th, 2022, and we will catch you guys manana.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.